0: Hello, welcome back. Welcome back to Everyday Being. This is episode 18 and we're going to do something that we've not done before, is we're going to have a bit of a check-in and a recap um, and, an, and an overview of, um, of, of Everyday Being. Um, the reason we're doing that is we're conscious now that we're a decent number of episodes earlier on in in you know our our existence we were encouraging people to go back to the start but actually now we're sort of a decent number in we think that perhaps that's that's quite a long way ago so so Uh, this is probably serving two things for you. This is either a nice entry point if you've not listened before and you just sort of come new to us, maybe somebody's recommended or you found us yourself and you think, okay, well, let me have a listen to that. Let's see what these two fellas are are, are chatting away about. Um, Or secondly, if you have been somebody that's listened to all episodes this is just a bit of an opportunity for you to maybe consolidate some things to reflect on some things that have come in uh, come up in in the past um, so what we're going to do in this episode is we'll do a bit of an overview at the start about well some of the some of the key things that stand out for us um, about everyday being and what we think it means to us and then Steve and I are going to have a go and share at of the things that we've done today what are things that are standing out or what are the things that we are at the front of our minds at, at the minute that will be stuff that we've talked about so it is going going backwards but we'll probably be mixing up some some things so we'll we'll share a little bit of that so bit of an overview uh and then going into some some key areas I've gone straight into it. I haven't said hello to my wonderful friend Steve. How are you, Steve?
1: I'm good, Gareth. Yeah. I'm sat in this, sat in my office with the perfect combination of sun on one side and my Dyson fan on the other. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sat in this sweet spot of, yeah, it's lovely to have the sun and it's lovely to have the cool. So, yeah. I'm good. Lovely.
0: How about you? Yeah, you? no, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm terrific, mate. Yeah, all, all good. All good. Yeah, Thanks. just to say, we've not been uh, paid to, uh, to uh, promote the use of uh, Dyson <laughs> <laughs> air blades or whatever right. the fancy job, uh, fancy title is. Job title. <laughs> why, why would an animal? It would be does? nice to get some money off because it's
1: bloody
0: expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you want to? Do you want to just? kick us off Steve and, and perhaps just give a bit of a bit of an overview of what everyday being means means to you
1: yeah so I I was thinking what's the right way to start because there's so many different ways you could start and um, <clears throat> I guess where I come back to is the that when we think about ourselves and the one thing we know about ourselves is that we that I am so we mentioned that on a few episodes that <clears throat> How often do we either say I am or we think it, you know, it's part of our internal dialogue? Um, And I suppose we tend to go to what comes after, you know, I am happy, I am sad, I am anxious, I am peaceful, or whatever it might be. And we invariably don't pay a huge amount of attention to what what is the I am. And I suppose as we've described, the I am is saying, well, I know I am because my... I'm always present and I'm aware. So in a sense, the I am is describing our aware presence, that every moment of our life we are we are present and we know we're present because we're aware of the fact that we're present. <clears throat> and that, in a sense, is being. You know, another way of saying that aware presence is saying, well, that's, that's being, we are beings. I mean, I, I guess why we're called human beings is because it's sort of, it's sort of pointing to that. So I think that's one aspect of the, the, the being part of that. <clears throat> I suppose the other thing that this perspective or understanding, I think where it's really meaningful for me is that, um, that it really gets you to reflect and examine what's the sort of true nature of our being. <clears throat> and I think as you start to then inquire about okay, what what is the true nature of our being, that, that sort of presence of, of awareness, is that actually when we think about mental health, that that mental health is innate because the fundamental aspect of our reality, the one thing we know for sure that are our sort of fundamental reality is that we are being and we are being and we are that presence of awareness and it's almost the reason we i know who i am so i can think back to you know i'm 55 now but i can think back to when i was you know 30 or 25 or 15 or 5 and there's something that i know is is me even though my body's changed my uh, education, intellect, thoughts, feelings, emotions have all, have all changed at different points during my life but the one thing I know for sure is that I am and so that essence of who I am is something that, that I've known and hasn't really changed. So even though all the experiences I've had, the good, the good, the bad and the indifferent, that sense of our, our awareness has not been colored by that. And so that really, for me, points to this, what Sydney Banks described is that, that this innate mental health is something that sits within, and it's innate because it's the one aspect of human experience that is the same from person to person. Everyone's awareness of I am <clears throat> is the same. It's the, it's the same quality of being. Even though our personalities, our experiences, our thoughts, our feelings, our circumstances are different, <clears throat> excuse me, that one part of who we are is 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 unaltered by all of those experiences. So I think that, for me, when I think about everyday being, is that's what it's really, that's what it's really pointing to, and everything else is is just um, the ways that we then. Think about that and the way that we then use that in our everyday experience. Yeah,
0: yeah. For for me, um, everyday being is about happiness. You know, it, it, what we are trying to do is to give a guide for for you, for you as a as a, as a listener and somebody who's curious, to discover the happiness that lies within um why why are we doing this I think it's a, a mixture of two things really is one we uh, I guess are deeply concerned about the mental health of society and and all impact that it 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 has and and absolutely to you know build on Steve's point you know that sort of we, we believe that innate happiness and that innate well, well-being is there but because of a range of different reasons we we've come away from that innate innate happiness that that that's there and and that's why we just see such a you know a global pandemic of of poor mental mental health um also i think we we see and believe the impact that our thinking has on performance in our day-to-day lives, maybe performance is perhaps a bit too grand and 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 worky, but but I think we can see how the, the, our sense of being and the and the thinking, what, what what impact that has on what we're doing day in day out. So so on a fir- on a first level, we see that there is a problem that there is you know unhealthy levels of innate happiness. And I think on a second uh, reason why we're doing this is there are some wonderful people sharing different methodologies, philosophies, frameworks, whatever we might might call it, top tips, whatever, doing some brilliant, brilliant work. And there's particularly some people working in in being um, that are doing some brilliant things. But sometimes we feel that that. Their messages aren't landing in simple, everyday ways that can really highlight or or bring to life what we what we call being, what it what it means, what it is, and how it is something that can be simply applied. With be it some of the language that's used or or way it's communicated, we we feel that that there is an opportunity to talk about it in a in a different way that can have a bigger impact so so that that's why everyday being is in is in existence because mm-hmm. we're going to talk simply about an understanding and a guide that can have a significant impact on your happiness on your innate well-being
1: mm-hmm. on
0: your performance in whatever you you are doing day in day
1: out yeah yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and are there particular things for you that then have sort of stood out in terms of, you know, some of the things we've talked about over the, what is it, 17, 18 episodes up to now? <laughs> yeah, the, the,
0: the two things that have just resonated <laughs> or stood out most strongly for me are control and and inside out um and 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 maybe you know maybe they're not the most i don't know fundamental core part maybe maybe they are of of being but just when i look back and i reflect as we prepared for this episode i've just kept coming back to these two so so that's where i've got i've got energy for so that's why i'll, I'll talk about those um what what i have noticed actually is by doing these the, these um episodes is uh whilst we're you know trying to share a message and uh you know people have been very gracious about the impact that it's had of, as they've listened um I found it incredibly i know interesting informative learning developing and I don't know therapeutic at, at times if i'm if i'm really honest even by having these conversations on a selfish level actually I've found huge benefit from from doing that um i have i've i have noticed, as i've listened back to um episodes and some of them i've listened to multiple times i have caught myself once um listening to an episode that i'm sure i'd listened to about three or four times because just but by because of the process that we go through to um to, to publish stuff um and i was listening to you and i talking about something and i kid you not i said oh i've never thought about that before now, clearly, I was in the conversation and listened to it many, many times, uh, but but I still had that level of it, of, of experience. So, um, it, it's funny, it's funny what comes out, and the reason I'm telling that story is our episode on control, which is in in season two. Um, you and you and I were talking about the sense of oh who is in control what are we in control of and i had this real kind of aha moment where i i understood two things but had never put them together and but by having the conversation i put two things together and 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 it was just really really powerful for me so i guess one of the core parts of um at uh, your know, being and i'll come on to this in, in the moment is this nature of you know inside out thinking but based on the premise that w- we believe that we can't control the thinking that goes on in our in our heads the um, millions and billions, and i think we've got a stat somewhere you'll recall it about all the different thoughts that go through our mind day in day out some that's conscious yeah. some that's subconscious but there's just so much stuff that is something that we we cannot cannot control we can notice it we can be aware we can have the consciousness of it but actually in terms of stopping it and you know different things like that or starting it or thinking something different that's not something that we can we can control and that was something that i know and i believe and i you know talk to others about and secondly the the i guess another important part is is the, the, the sense that there is a higher energy, a greater force at play in this existence mm-hmm. that we're we're having. Um and you know different people will call it diff- different things that maybe you know based on religion or based on spirituality or based on science or whatever whatever it, it, it might might be. Everyone will sort of um you know g- will lean towards different areas and we wouldn't you know we don't have any kind of prescription at all about where where it goes um but you know we we genuinely believe that that there is some type of higher force or energy behind behind life creating life and then because there is this higher force at play um actually we we are not in control of what the future may bring or what will happen to us whether that's destiny or what I, you know i i don't i don't know but we are not in in control um and that's something as well that i've i've you know been, around, been aware of and believe in for a good good number of years so i have these two parts that i can't control what goes on inside and i can't control you know what will happen and what goes on in the in the out, outside um but what i hadn't thought about before is actually therefore when you put those two things together means that actually we can control nothing <laughs> and 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 i know that's really obvious <laughs> you know but i had not put those two things together in that way yeah. before yeah. and when you when you were describing it for me i was like oh wow that's 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 really really uh really interesting so yeah con- c- that sense of control and and look you know i think we talked about it on the episode of about control that can be something that you can go well that's incredibly debilitating then of like i can't control my thoughts i can't i can't control what's going on outside that that therefore becomes well, what's the point <laughs> Our, our our belief and encouragement is well, no, it's that's incredibly freeing. Now, there's a lot of detail behind behind that, and you know, I encourage people to go back and perhaps listen to those episodes to get more of the more of the detail. But actually, by by knowing we're not in control, both of the thinking and the outside world, that that means that there is you know tremendous possibilities, tremendous potential, tremendous opportunities that that comes from that.
1: Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and it's always interesting when you how you can just pick up different things on different listenings. <laughs> yeah, really mad <laughs> because you're just in a different state of mind or different level of consciousness, and then something <clears throat> that you know you see again, but you just see it a deeper level, or you see it see it a different connection. I sort mm. of love that about this, really, that I think often the the insights that you get <clears throat> are ones you've invariably had before, but they just land in a slightly different way, Yeah, um, which I think goes back to what Sid, Sidney Banks, you know, said, you know, a lot of people say about he clearly had a very powerful, enlightening experience, but he never made a big thing of it because he said, look, there's always more to see. There's always more to understand yeah his view was it's never somewhere you arrive at it's a a realization of something but there's more there's more realizations to come yeah um which is lovely i think that sense of life continues to unfold and our level of consciousness continue to can can continue to evolve as well yeah yeah that's nice
0: and um I'll just talk about in Inside Out. We may come come back to to control point in a minute, but in Inside Out, to me, this is what it it, it what means to me. Please feel free to build on this, Steve. Is that I uh, I I think that most of us wander around, ah, uh, and and our existence is based on an outside in view of the world. What what do what do I mean by that? I mean that um we develop a a set of thinking and understanding that says that if external factors happen to me, then I then then the consequences of that will mean that this 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 happens. So so the, the kind of great examples that we give are if I get that new job then i'll be happy if i if i find a new partner if i'm single and that's something i want to do then i'll be happy if i have this new um dyson air fan then (laughs) then that will make me cool and then that will make me me happy um i will be um respected at work um, if my boss thinks that I'm doing a, a good job, um, I will be um, uh, have a good strong reputation in the work that I do, if people give me good reviews and good good feedback. So th- so or, yeah, it, it manifests itself in a, in a range mm-hmm. of different ways. but there is this idea of this external factor, which come back to the control point, we can't control is will influence our 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 innate well-being our happiness just just to use that for for, for a minute mm. and i guess what we what i believe and what we're encouraging is saying no life works in in the exact opposite way around mm-hmm. and if you come from that inside out perspective that can have just a profound and and strong deep effect on on happiness i'm just going to keep coming coming back to that and what do i mean by that it means that if we are if we are doing uh and being um we're being, we're being not doing if we are being the best that we can be at our jobs whatever that that might be and we're being thoughtful we're being considered we're being in the moment whatever you want to describe it those are the things that will truly affect whether we're happy in the job that we're doing not what the the boss thinks because if we're trying to do what the boss thinks we'll second guess and we'll try and predict and we'll we'll be pleasing or whatever it it, it might be if i'm um if i'm coming from who i am um my authentic real me um i will when you know whenever the the, the higher force uh, comes that you know c- comes and decides that there's a new partner in my life or possibilities of new partner if i am coming from where you know the real me that that the attraction that i get or the the you know the the longevity of that relationship or the happiness that i get from that relationship that will be you know sh- stronger greater whatever we want it to de- to describe um and yeah I, i'm just giving sort of you know two two examples um there there if we come from that way round from you know being being in the moment but being you mm-hmm. know living inside out that's where we can control can create the, the 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 happiness that that exists we can come back to that innate well-being that we genuinely believe is is there one of one of the you know the things that you know I I I guess genuinely believe in as well is that you know rather than allowing the judgment of others as I've already indicated to influence you know how we feel and reflect and think about what we've done, actually you know we can be our own understanding a measure for for that. So if you know if I have. I don't know, some of the things I think about is that if I've prepared for a meeting or I've done the best research of buying something um, or if I've, you know, um, trained and exercised in the right right way and I've thought about everything, actually, whatever, whatever ends up being the outcome of, I don't know, a meeting or of, uh, you know, a purchase of, uh, you know, buying something I've, I've made. Well, you know, those things might be great, they might be te- they might be terrible, but mm-hmm. actually, you know, I've I, you know, if I've if I've come from that place where I've you know I've I've done all I can. Do you know what the these these things these things happen? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> ra- ra- ran randomly. You know, uh, example. I'm going to go with it, but I'm I'm even doubting it now. I've started, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Is um we've um we've had um. Uh, so, you know a, uh, somebody at home doing a you know, a little bit of um work for us so it's an ele- electrician and um you know you, we we um we, we knew them, we trusted them, uh we got in contact to do a you know, a, a job for us and you know it's not it's not gone very well quite frankly and you know unfortunately we have had a job half done and you know we've we sort of asked you know we've agreed both parties not to um not to continue with, with that and you know it's really easy to be really kind of like you know frustrated about it and at times I have of oh, damn we damn we should have um we should have done more research or we should have seen other people or we should have got quotes from other people but you know we we had yeah we had somebody we knew that done some work for us in the past stuff just stuff just happens that's not something that we can we can control um and it's not something for influence so we did everything we possibly can we we try we have, we have lots of communication with the individual to try and make it work sadly it, 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 it hasn't okay we'll, we'll move on and maybe it's not the best example that i could have given but it certainly came to mind but i just that example i think there is something in that to say that's something that is out of our control something that we thought about we you know we did some research we had some track record with stuff it would be really easy to get really you know emotional or frustrated or whatever about that about that but it doesn't achieve achieve anything we've just done the best the best we can and we'll just have to sort of you know move on move on from from that but i guess i was just you know thinking about is there is there an example that is sort of playing out how c- control and sense of thinking and the relationship to to um to something plays out yeah
1: yeah yeah because i guess <clears throat> what occurs to me is that with control is um you know, the only thing you really control is the way you engage, actually. So I, I sort of come back, I sort of come back to that really is that, you know, what happens, what's going on in our life, there's so many things that, that clearly, you know, are outside of our, our gift in a sense. Mm. <clears throat> but I suppose linking it back to our everyday being, I suppose that, you know, the way we turn up and the way that we engage, that seems to me the thing that we've got the best opportunity to have some control over, but even that has its limitations because you, you know, you might turn up and you've got a lot of thinking on your mind, but I suppose I've learned more and more that if I, if I'm present and I'm engaged, the the feeling of connection sort of comes from that place you can't find the feeling yeah but the way that you can give yourself the best chance of having the right feeling for whatever the situation is is by just turning up being engaged and being present and because there's that relationship between the thinking we have and the state of mind that we're in if we're present and the mind slows down if it has got a lot on it and it starts to slow down just that itself starts to then shift our shift our feeling shift our sort of state of mind um so that that yeah that's the way i sort of think about the sort of control and then the inside outside in is really interesting because um and i've been playing around with some aspects of that of trying to okay help people understand that a little bit from a sort of, um, you know, particularly from a leadership perspective. But, mm. and it's really interesting because I think um, that where I was getting to with this is that um, I saw something once, and I can't even remember where it was, but it, what it was saying was that the context of your life is more important than the content of your life <clears throat> and i thought that's really that's a really interesting way of of sort of looking at it and then i've been reading a really interesting book by um uh, dr ian McGilchrist, who's a sort of neuroscientist and psych- psychiatrist <clears throat> who wrote the master is the master in his Emissary and um the map the, the the matter with things which is really about the, the uh, lateralization of the brain. So it's re- it's really saying, why, why do we have asymmetrical brain? Why does every animal have an asymmetrical brain? So the right and the left hemispheres are are quite different. <clears throat> and what he's describing is, is because one part of the brain apprehends the world, is what enables us to, from a evil issue perspective, find food. And the right side of the brain enables us to comprehend the world, which is that we can sense the context. So it's really interesting. You've got the right side of the brain that's all about context, context, meaning, connection, empathy, understanding the whole and understanding the rich diversity of experience. And then you've got the left-hand side of the brain, which is much more about uh, the map, knowing the map, knowing the detail, knowing the specifics, and it wants certainty. So it's much more about the what, so the left side of the brain is about the what, and the right side is much more about the how. Now they work, they work together. So mm-hmm. you know, these are all general sort of distinctions. <clears throat> but what McGrill Christ is saying is it's the con it should go right, left, right, really, because <laughs> you want the context, then you can get into the specifics, and then you get into the specifics to tell you more about the context. But we've oh. actually Creating a society that's becoming quite obsessed with the the, the left perspective, the left side right. perspective of the world of things and the map and the specifics and the certainty. <clears throat> so I think it's really interesting. So if you say, well, context is more important than content. It's like when you think it through, it's like really true, actually. You know, I was thinking back to people I've worked with over the years. <clears throat> that, to be frank, have had some quite difficult content of experience, you know, some quite difficult, sometimes really, really traumatic experiences. <clears throat> and, you know, needed some help to work through those. But he's quite interesting. I think people that often navigate through those really well is because they put it into a particular context that enables them to um understand that experience but in a broader context it's a bit like victor frankl's book the man's which i think we have mentioned man's search for meaning in effect that's what he was saying is if you've got a strong enough why a why to your life mm. you can put up with any what so again he was describing you know context is really important because it's the context that creates your experience of the content And where it was taking me was that you then realise that your, your relationship to things comes before the thing itself. So if you track back to what sits behind our experience, this is the inside out bit, you could say there's three parts to that, which is there's the knower, there's the process of knowing, and then there's what we know. And in a way, what you were saying, Gareth, is that the outside in is that well, there's things we know in the world, there's things in the world, the circumstance of our life, so the things we know that it looks like, oh, it's those things that then create my experience. So it's the that's the outside in. It's the the know creates what our, uh, my experience of knowing. And then that impact impacts me as the knower, <laughs> yeah so that's the way we often society tends to think about that. But actually, when you think of it, actually how it works is that the the knower is the I am, so the fundamental thing that is central to our being is that knowing, that presence of awareness. So that's the one thing we know for sure. That's that's pretty foundational. That's the one common anchor to the, our our whole life. There's then the process of knowing, which is that if you think of it, that's sensing and perceiving, really. It's saying there's mm. there's things that we sense through our through our five senses. So you know, sight, sound, touch, taste, smell, and then there's thinking, there's thought. Um, and I've link thought with thinking the feeling and the emotions you know they're all part of that so our process of knowing is really thought and our sensory experience and of course our senses don't operate neutrally they are very much being driven by our consciousness so our awareness what we do with our awareness what we pay attention to what we focus on what we're interested in in a very real way, directs our senses. So our senses are responding to our internal state in responding to the external world and then creating a a real experience, or creating a sensory experience. And then thought is also sort of part of that. And it's that process which creates what we know. (laughs) So what we know cannot be separated from the process of knowing, and cannot be separated from the knower. So you, if you think of it, you cannot have a thought without a thinker. Hmm. So you can't have a thought without a thinker. They're one. They're one and the one and the same thing. That a thought we experience is because we're a thinker. Or you cannot have a sight without a seer. Now, if you close your eyes. You are still there. You are still I am, even mm-hmm. though you've closed your eyes and can't, and now can no longer see. So, the you you can you can't have a thought without a thinker, but you can have a thinker, or you can have the I am awareness that's experiencing thoughts, feelings, and so on. Without without the thought. So if we're sat in being we are still I am even though we might not be having a thought at that moment or even though we might close our eyes or even though we might put headphones on so we can't hear anything. So that really for me is is a real description of how Inside Out actually works in practice and how we can sometimes get it the wrong way around and thinking it's what we like, there's an objective world out there that we know that is mm. then creating our experience. And it's mm. like, no, actually works, works the other way around. Yeah. So that's been <clears throat> sort of my way of trying to bring that a bit more to sort of life. And I really like, you know, some of the, bre- the stuff that Ian McGilchrist is talking about, in terms of the brain, is sort of also sort of highlighting some of that fact of of what's really, you know, what partly what he's saying is it's that our relationship to something comes before the thing itself. Yeah. I think is what you were saying earlier about, well, who I'm being in different parts of my life sort of comes before the thing that I might be directing that at might be my kids or my or our partners or our colleagues who we're being comes before before them in a sense yeah yeah. our yeah. relationship to them that creates our experience of them yeah i think some of the things
0: that we've <laughs> we've talked about through through the series so far of you know Difficult, don't know, difficult conversations or difficult relationships, and even in our recent guest conversation with with Susie, we were sort of talking about um Mar- Mara Gleason's uh book and and her talking about you know ne- ne- walk walking up the steps to a. a- of parents' house, already having strong emotions about what what she was going into in in to do, and I think that's probably that example, isn't it? Play out that actually it is, you know, the the thinking that we have a relationship into the thing become, becomes the the thing itself. I am worried about this conversation I'm going to have, or I really, you know, this person frustrates me because have they done this, or I have this, you know, th- that that has come first, doesn't it? And therefore, that is what we are being, and therefore where we where we've got some of these i don't know difficult relationships or if we put it in the opposite where we've got brilliant relationships where you go i'm really looking forward to spending time with that person i'm really looking forward to having that that experience that comes and then you know then then the person then the experience comes and you know you have a great time you know because that you know the what what's your sense of being yes yeah
1: that's right and it's hard sometimes. I was having a conversation with a couple of people today. <laughs> um, and, and There's a difficult sort of situation. <clears throat> and you could see really how it got locked into the problem existing with the other person. And yeah. Really difficult to shift at that point once the, <clears throat> with all the, sometimes the history that then builds up and the people in a low state of mind, low level of goodwill. You know, it's very easy for someone to get really locked, you know, locked in that. Um, And, you know, I think it's really interesting how when, you know, one of the things that Ian McGilchrist is describing, really, is saying that when people have a right brain stroke or they or they inhibit the right hemisphere which they can obviously do now with sort of um you know electrodes and things like that um, yeah that <clears throat> one of the things that often happens is that the 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 person becomes more autistic in the way that they are then experiencing the world so they lose that they lose that connection, they lose that empathy, they lose that ability, you know, theory of mind, your ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand their okay. experience might yeah. be different to yours. So you can see sometimes when we get locked into this content of, of experience, we we get lost in that map, you know, part of what that part of the brain does is create a map and we confuse the map with the territory. So we mm. think the map is the true reality, not realizing no, a map is is useful to a point, but it's not the true that's not the true reality. But once our thinking gets caught up in that, you know, thinking creates a, a very compelling reality for us. Yes. It's really quite difficult to break out of you know i think what we've been trying to describe is it's the fact that we think is more is more valuable than what we think so if we can understand oh no it's the fact that i think and that enables us to have a different relationship to to our thinking and Mm. it's amazing how often i was doing a session recently and it was with someone who's um You know, he just achieved a major sort of promotion to quite a big role. And we were doing some things around mental health and understanding mental health and thought and state of mind and stuff. And he was saying, he said, it's amazing. He said, I've never thought about thinking, <laughs> I've never <laughs> reflected on that and the role that my thinking provides. And this is someone, I don't know how old he is. He must be in his late 30s, really successful. He's in a job that involves a lot of thinking. And yeah, he he was saying, actually said, this is quite cathartic to understand a bit more about my own experience and the thinking that went along with it and the impact that had on my state of mind. He said, actually it's been really helpful to understand some a, a challenging time as it led up to the promotion to understand what was really going on and mm. to sort of see how in a way sort of got innocently caught up in some of that and you know affect sort of thinking about things that were less relevant or helpful but it was quite hard in that moment to see that because once you're in it and you get caught by it you just get sucked you just get sort of sucked into it yeah so I think you know this is quite I, I really like this understanding because it's one, it's protective in the sense that you can catch yourself before you get sucked in to that low state and all the thinking that goes with it. But, you know, invariably, we're all going to get trapped. And so when we do, when we do don't catch it and we all, we tip over and we're we're in it, we can got some awareness of the fact we're in it and we can take care of ourselves and not overthink ourselves in that situation but sort of take care be more careful be more focused on what we need to do in that moment so become more present so that we want to take an effective action but we're also setting the conditions for our state to then for our state to then shift so it offers yeah. two sort of two two things to us really That
0: Mm. protection and then the navigation. You've covered some range range of things already, Steve. But I was interested about you know as you look back on what we've covered so far, what else stood out for you? What else resonates?
1: I think that um, I suppose the, the thing that I am sort of similar to you as I as we've thought about the episodes and we you know we do a little bit of prep, you know, just to get some notes. I think one of the benefits I found from from sort of doing that is that it forces you to test out what you see and understand and then try and find a way of articulating that which is sometimes as people will know if they listen to it (laughs) sometimes it's easier to explain other times it's actually quite quite challenging quite difficult to understand um and make sense of but i i sort of quite like that in a sense because it it really does i think point to what Sydney Banks was saying which is look there is nowhere to get to because it's a continual unfolding Mm. and it's a continual opportunity to see and understand more and so you know in a way I'm just looking down the episode list and thinking well is there one thing that sort of stands out and not in particular it's more the fact that that this understanding because it permeates every aspect of life it's so fundamental to our human experience it's almost like well where is it not relevant and helpful yeah Yeah. (laughs) and that I think says something about it that you could take any subject and think okay how might this be helpful or relevant to understand this subject or understand this situation and i like the fact that when you then come and bring yourself to that there might be something different occurs to you today than occurred to you yesterday or occurred to me last week and certainly in a lot of the work i do i i I really like that fact that I'll come back to something. And even sometimes the next day as I'm doing something and I'll think, oh, there's a different way of saying that, or Mm -hmm. there's a different Mm -hmm. order to that description Mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. So that, that, that's what occurs to me really is there's no end to how, how much exploration and um, depth there is to really exploring this, this topic actually
0: yeah i've given this given this example before how when i've been talking to other people about innate health and and happiness that that is is absolutely there um i I once described it to somebody as it's it's like a magnet you don't have to find your way to it it is there it wants you to come back come back to it it wants you to return to where you belong because it's innate i was describing it as as a magnet now i never thought about it as a magnet before it just came to me in the moment in that conversation and and it it really landed with the individual and 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 and, and they said well so it oh gosh that that analogy really really works i must work really really well with other people and that's honestly said I've never thought about it before and yeah. and you know never described it in that in that way and i think i think even when we talked about this example before i, I think you talked about actually it's the it's almost like a freshness it's a newness that becomes I don't know compelling or interesting um and, and I guess that, that that is where you know the, the I don't know the joy of exploration or something being created comes from but it was where, where was something like that coming from that was actually really coming from my sense of connection to the moment my sense of here, presence yeah presence to to the conversation and to and to the 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 importance of the relationship and we were talking about yeah. and something was, was created, yeah. um, all of which genuinely, I think that, <laughs> it you know, is a powerful example of, of, of everyday being and how it plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think you can really see just to build on that because the, I was in conversation with someone earlier today and it's just occurred to me as we were talking that, um, that that innate mental health, that innate state, that innate nature of mind is where the mind wants to go because it's in its nature. And that we innocently get in the way of that ability to bounce back to that by how we misuse our thinking. And <clears throat> I think what's really helpful to see is that it is sometimes difficult for someone to see because when someone's really stressed and struggling of course in their mind they're going yeah but i'm thinking about all these things that i'm that i've got going on i'm thinking about all the issues i've got the problems i've got of how i get out of the situation i'm in whatever it might be it looks like When you say, oh, yeah, you know, you're misusing your thinking and you're stopping yourself back to back. It looks like, no, you don't understand. Look, I've got all these issues and I'm thinking about them. So I'm not wasting my time. I'm being really serious about the way I'm thinking about everything. So, of course, it looks to the person like, well, of course, I'm not wasting my time because, look, I'm putting all this time and energy into my problems and my issues and all the various things that I've got to be navigating. And it's really hard to see that no at a certain moment in time or a certain state of mind, that thinking is counterproductive because the problem mm. you've got is that you're overwhelming yourself with your thinking. So you've got too much of it of a poor quality that you're now just pouring fuel on that on that yeah. fire. Yes. But it's like but a really Saw more today as I was talking this through. So I really saw. Oh my course, that's why it's quite difficult for someone to see that, because to them it's like, no, of course I'm using my thinking properly, but what we're saying is, no, there's a point at which, when your state of mind is so poor that the more you think of it, just the the worse it gets. Yeah, and that's why yeah. you're that's why you're being overwhelmed. So. I really like your magnet example because it's saying, well, a, <clears throat> the, the magnet will naturally attract what it will attract. The resistance to that, you have to create the resistance. And we innocently create the resistance to that bouncing back by the innocent misuse of our thinking. But you've got yeah. to put real effort into it. That's the bit that is really valuable to see is that you you know thinking about that is effortful you know and i i really see that with people that then spend a long time you know a long day thinking about stuff and being overwhelmed by their thinking and that's such an effort i mean it's a yeah. it's an emotional effort it's a mental effort becomes a physical effort over time yeah and so you can really see how someone can innocently get in the way of that that ability to bounce
0: back. Yes. And we, we've talked a, a lot through previous episodes about when we are absolutely connected and engaged in, in the moment, trusting in in our abilities, that, that sort of state of flow can exist. And yes, it's sort of perhaps more prevalent in space in sport or in activities or do, doing things, but but equally we believe it happens in, in everyday life that, you know, the quality of a conversation that we're having or the sense of enjoyment of being with somebody else or whatever it might be, that, that comes from, that is coming from that sense of being an, and connection. And those things are absolutely, you know, absolutely effortless. Um, you know, as as uh, our guest conversation with Susie most recently said, and these these yeah, you know, we said it at the end of those episodes. It's on our Instagram account as well. But that beautiful quote where she said, "There's no effort for life to become a whole lot easier." Yes,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's the that's the happiness that we're pointing to that we believe in that everyday being we believe is a guide towards that happiness that that is inside that yeah. is the innate well-being and the things that we talk about on this podcast are ways to help you to help us come back to that yeah natural state of happiness that exists yeah
1: and i think it's really helpful just to make a distinction with that that happiness is not a state of mind it's a state of being so I think yeah. sometimes we think about um, you know, like uh, we can sometimes think about happiness and sadness and uh, joy and pleasure and they're and they can be states of mind that we experience. You know, one might experience joy about something. It's a sort of a state of mind. But I think what we're talking about in terms of happiness or you know sometimes it's called peace of mind is much more about it's that state of being that when you're present your mind is doing whatever your mind's doing but there is something that sits behind that that is not that fluctuation yeah I and mean, it's nice to have those fluctuations of you know Sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're sad, sometimes you're anxious, sometimes you're at ease. You know, they, those are fluctuating states of mind, you know, which, you know, to your point earlier, you know, you can't control those because you can't control the thinking that in effect creates them. But I think what we're describing is something then that sits behind that or underneath that, that, that peace or that happiness is something that sort of comes from that presence that is a more stable, I don't know what the right word is, a sort of stable platform, I guess, or stable um, aspect of our being that is unaffected by those fluctuating states of mind. So I think that's that's also helpful because just being happy-clappy is not what we're (laughs) talking about cause I think yeah. that's sometimes what people get trapped in is like yeah well I should I should be happy clappy all the time and it's like no yeah, you know, no no,'re not, not no. you're not gonna you're not gonna have that you know it, it it's you know I know we might do bereavement at one of uh, one episode in the future, and I think you know sometimes when you experience a bereavement, there can be fluctuating states. But there can also be something about your relationship with that person that sort of sits below that, that I think often people really can notice. There are times when they can be really in that place, really in that place of peace, even though they're still experiencing the emotions of the loss. Yes. And they're coming to terms with that. And sometimes yeah. that's really upsetting. You know, that's just part of the human experience. But you can also find there can be peace that also sits sits there as well. So it's not one of the, they're not saying one's right and one's wrong. It's just saying, no, they're, they're just different. They're different aspects of our human experience, I suppose. Yeah.
0: So I think we'll look to wrap it up.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's covered a lot. So I you know, there we go. Yeah. Hopefully that's you know, that's that's what stood out for us. You know, what has stood out for you um might be might be absolutely completely different you know please do get in touch and and let us let us know if there are some different things that have uh, have stood out um also please let us know if you'd like us to sort of talk about and think about some different topics we've had a, a couple of comments as we were trying to build the future episodes of, of some topics so uh, so thank you for those of you that have given us some some brilliant brilliant um ideas um please as ever, uh give us uh likes and uh reviews on uh the different uh, platforms where you listen to the podcast those things do make a difference um get in touch give us some feedback and and look pass it on um to other people that you think would uh in either enjoy or get some benefit from from listening to to uh everyday being uh so thank you for spending time with us today thank you for spending time with you um we look forward to catching up with you again soon right take care everyone big big love
1: thanks everyone thanks gara see you soon